Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your programming. Johnny Venerable, Ball Brock, it's Tuesday, which means we bring in the expert, Brian Baldinger, NFL Network, NFL Insider, here to talk. Brian, we're talking off air. The best news imaginable. I mean, the Cardinals win a game, 13-point underdogs at home against the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, where do we even begin? Uh, it was a great piece of coaching. I mean, I was the number one defensive football. I was a defense that was living on takeaways, sacks, defensive touchdowns. They didn't get any of that stuff. Uh, very little of it. I mean, Mike had gotten a sack late in the game. But for the most part, I mean, he wasn't a factor in the game. They didn't let him be a factor. Um, you know, they popped a couple of runs like they did the week before. Um, we're finding a lot more about Joshua Dobbs than I think anybody knew. that he, Not only is he, you know, run 10 times five for first downs, but – you know, he's he's taken off, and and not when he's just running 44 yards. I mean, he's also uh, able to el- elude the rush, keep plays alive, all the things that you have to be able to do in this business. I think that's part of it. And then, you know, look, J- Jonathan Gamble's got some young coaches on his staff. I mean, I know Nick Rails a long time. Like, those guys, guys are listening to him. Guys are listening to their coaches. They're playing hard. We talked last last week, guys, that this isn't – there's no tanking going on. It's not. It's not happening. But then, you know, in the second half, they got tested by Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, we talked about it last week. Here they are against Washington. Like they can't finish these games, right, the New York Giants. Um, you know, and, and this week they finished. And what they do? The Cowboys went straight down the field four drives in a row. They're inside the 10-yard line four straight times in a row. Get an interception, stop on downs, held the two field goals. They couldn't score. Like, you know, you got a Kettrell Clark out there, got a rookie against CeeDee Lamb. Like, guys are, guys are balling up, you know, and it's a credit. You're, you know, you're seeing uh, Kazir White, who was with uh, Jonathan in Philadelphia. Um, man, the guy's a good player all over the field, intercepts the ball in the end zone. I mean, look, that, that was the difference this week versus the first two weeks. They finished, and they finished where they had to finish, where they had to make those plays in the red zone, and they made them. And those are the type of games against – if you went and beat – pick another team that's you know, without a win. You know, you'd feel good. But you beat the Dallas Cowboys that came in number one offense, number one defense. Like, you could say, okay, like what we're, what we're being taught, what we're being told is a winning formula. 
I see Chris Ramos here in the chat saying favorite segment. It's my new favorite segment as well. When we catch up with our guy, Brian Baldinger, of course, NFL Network doing some great work across all city for us. Excited to talk to him each and every week. Unbelievable. And where to start? I mean, you, you, you kind of went on every single talking point I want to get into here. But Joshua Dobbs, I heard another analyst call it a potential career catapulting performance. What did you see from Dobbs, and what do you think that he can gain from the stellar performance he had on Sunday against the Cowboys? Well, you can only grow, and you can only improve in this business by playing. Like, it's, a, it's, it's an unusual sport. If you want to become a better free throw shooter, you can go in your basement or you out the, you know, in the driveway, and you can work on your free throws. The only way you get better at quarterbacking is by playing. And so we know that Josh, just intellectually and IQ, he's very smart. That's good. That's, you know, there's all different levels of intelligence that can play this game. But you know that he can handle a great volume of information. And then, but the key is, you you don't need to be a Mensa on the football field, but you have to be able to absorb information and know how to use it. And he's making good decisions. Hasn't thrown an interception, right? Making good decisions. He's seen the field really well. He's extending plays when he has to. And we've seen him get better each week. This is, you know, he's only played. I think one game before this, or maybe two, I forget, in Tennessee. But honestly, we've seen him get better each week right now. And so it doesn't matter how you come to this league or how you got to where he's at. He's on his, I don't know, third or fourth team. He's been out of the league. It's all that stuff. It doesn't matter. He's getting an opportunity right now. And Jonathan saw something with Colt McCoy there in all preseason. He saw something. People questioned it. Okay. Well, he's answering a lot of those questions right now. You know, Baldy, we always hear like there's a, a famous term like running the football is a is a mindset, right? You have to commit to running the football in the NFL if you want to succeed at it. And and the Cardinals have not had a rushing attack, albeit through three games, comparable like in my adult lifetime. I've never seen them effectively run the football like this. 222 yards after 150 yards the prior week. Like, is it scheme? Is it personnel? I mean, these they lead the NFL 20 plus plays of run plays down the field. I think they've got like eight. I mean, where, where, where does that come from is because I know like, I like Paris Johnson jr. I like Will Hernandez. This this isn't like Dallas's offensive line in like circuit 2015. Like this, this has to be something more than that. Well, I I was, I always say this, you know, I mean, you could, okay, let's go isolate on Paris Johnson. Let's, let's see how the rookie's doing. You could do that. I always try to evaluate offensive linemen as a group. Like, they play really well together. But if you're going to run for 222 against Dallas, I mean, first of all, they're all they want to do is rush the passer. So you kind of know that going in. Like, they they want they want to run around blocks. They want to get upfield. They want to chase the quarterback. Because that's what, you know, that that's how they got to the number one defense. And that's how they've led the league in takeaways over the last two years. So you know that. Let's go see if they can, if we full scoop the backside, if those defensive tackles inside can get off a block. Well, they couldn't get off a block. And – Really, it's always – it's never just the line. It's always the – when you talk about popping 20-yard runs, it's always about perimeter blocking that gets you there. You need, whether it's Hollywood or Zach Ertz. I mean, I see it, so I've seen Zach Ertz block better than I've ever seen Zach block before. Like, he couldn't block his shadow in some cases in Philadelphia. But he was fine with that. You can only honor one God. He was a receiver. But, you know, the, he uh, – but he's get. it looks like he's actually getting into it right now. And he's asked to be that second tight end in situations. But it's always the tight end and the receivers that help you get to that next level 
like they have in some of those James Conner and Joshua Dobbs runs and Rondale Moore for the touchdown. I mean, you know, the way that they're running it, you know, you get on the moving sidewalk with Rondale, he's just going to run right by that defense like he did. You know, we, we've gotten in a little bit on Nick Rollis already twice in, in the, your two appearances on the show, but we haven't talked too much about Drew Petzing. And I don't know what you know about the 35-year-old offensive coordinator for quarterback coach for the Cleveland Browns. But, I mean, he's the one. He's the architect of these big plays, these seven explosives from Sunday, big 69-yard pass and catch with Michael Wilson, where I haven't – I don't know if I've seen somebody that wide open before outside of Tyreek Hill at the NFL level – what are you seeing schematically that Drew Petzing is doing so well that's putting this offense in a position, especially in the first half? Like, Baldy, they've had 10 consecutive drives in the first half where they've been in a position to get points. And I got to imagine that a big credit to a first year offense coordinator and Petzing for that. Well, what you need in this business is explosive plays. You're, you, you know, you've talked about it in the run game. You got to have it in the pass game. I've watched the Baltimore Ravens today. They can't get an explosive play. Mm. And, they, and that's why the Colts were able to beat them. You've got to take your shots. You, you're going to see Cleveland Browns. they got the number one defensive football. I mean, it's just bombs away. Now, they're not completing a lot of them. But if you're not taking shots in this in this business right now, the way the Cardinals are, the way the good teams are, you're not going to get the defensive pass interference. You're not going to get the illegal hands to the face, illegal contact. I mean, you're not going to get those first downs and those big chunk plays down the field if you're not taking your shots. So it has to be part of the game plan. And so I feel like um, he's had a good – a good idea about how to mix those in because you can't have a steady diet of it. You know, you can have a lot of long strikes too. You know, I mean, it's a low percentage throw, but you still have to take them. And so they're connecting on a bunch of them. And, uh, and that's, that, that's a credit. Like, okay, these are our shot plays. Let's make sure that we build them in and that we use them. And we know like, look, you typically shot plays come on first down where you still, have, if you don't make it, you know, you still have two more downs to get the first down and hold on to the ball. I think a lot of Cardinal fans are cautiously optimistic, Baldy, about how the season has started, but waiting for the proverbial other shoe to fall. And unfortunately, with Cliff Kingsbury's teams, that's what happened. As the year progressed, didn't really matter the talent level. The, the Cardinals, unfortunately, just couldn't keep up as the season went on November, December football. Like, what they're doing right now, is this sustainable in, in your eyes? Can they keep this up over the next 14-plus weeks when Kyler Murray returns? I mean, injuries notwithstanding, we can't predict that. But with what you see on tape, is this something that can carry them through the, the rest of this year where they can remain a competitive team despite, let's just call it, some some talent deficiencies right now? Well, I think, you know, they're, they, they've got a good scheme. I mean, they come at you in a lot of different ways. Um, I think the sec the key right now is the secondary is playing well. Now I know against the Giants they gave up some big plays, you know, and it, the, the Giants schemed those up. But for the most part, they've kind of kept things in front of them. Um, you know, they did certainly last week against Dallas. I mean, they kept Ceedee Lamb in check. I mean, guy caught 108 passes last year. He's their go-to guy. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Gallup, like those guys didn't beat him last week. So I think if you keep things in front of you, Jalen Thompson was. I mean, he's just an excellent safety. Let's just face it. Like the yeah, guy's attacking yeah, machine. Yeah. He's an excellent player. The player in the end zone was excellent. But, you know, I mean, you're playing like, look, Cottrell, I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Clark out there. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he's a rookie. But, you know, he, he, had, he had some tough moments out there. You know, you, but the thing about if you have the right young guys, like they're going to make mistakes. They're going to get handsy. They're going to get called for pass interference. You're going to get those calls. It's going to happen. But if you have the right guys, they're going to grow from it. And 
they're going to be better players in week 12 than they are in week three. You know, if they're the right mindset, the right type. And it looks like because he defended CD in the end zone after those holding calls, like it looked like he was able to erase it and go on. But I just think they've got some possessed guys, you know, like sometimes <laughs> like I, I know Kazir White, like I know he started with the Chargers coming out of West Virginia and Philadelphia. Like he's found a home, you know, he's not like, like, like they found a place for him, you know, um, Kayvon Wallace never found a home in Philly. Never. He could never get on the field. They had good safeties. Like he's, he's found a place. And so sometimes you just need hungry guys, you know, and I feel like they got a group of those guys. They're not listening to the noise. They're not listening to even our podcast. You know, can this issue going to drop or anything like I think they're dialed in right now. And look, they got a hell of an opponent this week. They might be the most complete team in football. So, like, I don't know if it's they're going to get run out of the gym or not, but I, I don't think they will. And I don't think you'll see any quit. We saw a team down in South Florida. That's what it looked like it happened to them. I mean, when you look at the next opponent, the San Francisco 49ers, I mean, similar to where the Cowboys were going into last week, uh, you know, a high-powered offense, potent, obviously a good quarterback, and then a vaunted defense that can do a lot, and they lean on their star, like number 97 is uh, compared to a guy like Micah Parsons that the Cardinals did relatively well against, gave up the one sack, but other than that, you know, they kept him from being a, a game-breaker. What do you, like, what can apply from last week to this week, or is it a completely different animal? Well, I think it's different. I think San Francisco is far more complete. I mean, when you look at Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, I think they're the best tandem of linebackers in football. They generally don't make mistakes. Like you have to beat them. Like you, you know, like the Cowboys were in bad, wrong gaps, and they, you know, they just they they played poorly up front. Like the 49ers don't play like that. They mm. they attack the line of scrimmage almost unlike any other team in this business. And they force you, they do force you into mistakes. And let's face it, the quarterback is, you know, he's Robert Redford in the natural right now. I mean, he hasn't thrown an interception <laughs> in seven games, you know, seven straight games. It's uncanny. Yet he's still aggressive with the ball. Now, that's something to look forward to. Like, can you get your hands on the ball? Can you get him out of the pocket? Can you force him into a mistake? Like, I haven't seen anybody do it yet. But that's something I think the Cardinals, like, you know, you got to get quick pressure on him. He, he reacts quickly. Uh, he'll see the zero blitz and he'll see all that free hitters coming and he makes good decisions. But, you know, you've got to constantly challenge a player like that to try and disrupt his rhythm. Because if you allow him just to go through progressions, like he he goes through them like a Ginsu knife through, you know, through steak. So we didn't have a chance to chat about this last week and it still might be a little bit premature, Baldy. But, you know, Kyler Murray, we feel like is is going to come back sometime soon, maybe hopefully in October. What do you think the, the coaching staff needs to see from Kyler Murray, not only in practice, but once he takes the field? Like Dobbs has done a masterful job, and, and who knows? He may continue to build off of this. Most importantly, he's not turning the ball over, zero interceptions. Like Kyler Murray comes with a weighted price tag, $45 million, and there's a robust quarterback class next April. But they, they want Kyler Murray to be the guy. So you know, what do you expect that they hope to see from him once he takes the field? You see, I, I'm, I'm glad you asked me this, Johnny, because i tell you why. Um, because I said this when Gannon got the job, like Jonathan Gannon just watched Jalen Hurts make the biggest jump we've ever seen a quarterback make over the course of three years. We've never seen a quarterback go from where he was to an elite, elite players where guys like Bill Belichick are saying he's the MVP of this league. And the only like, and I happen to know Jalen a little bit, like you're talking about a complete and total 100% commitment to the game. 
And so, I mean, I think John, again, just has to look at Kyler Murray and goes, look, I don't care what you've done in the past. I don't care the type of things that you did or didn't do that you got away that you didn't get away with. All I know is if you want greatness, I know another quarterback from Texas. He's not from Allen, Texas. He's from Houston, Texas. And Jalen Jalen Hurts. And the only thing that's important to him is just winning games and the complete commitment to winning games. Everything about him is just that. Off-season, during the season, practice, uh, off days. Like, he's all in. And Jonathan Gannon knows what that looks like. And if Kyler doesn't give that to him, then I would say, look, find somebody else. Because that's that's what it takes. That's the only way you're going to be successful. And Kyler has the talent. He needs a full commitment. And the good thing is his head coach knows exactly what that looks like. Mm. That's a great point. I mean, we've seen it so far during this uh, kind of the honeymoon phase of this relationship, though. This seems to be a recommitment from Kyler Murray. We'll see what that looks like when he gets back on the grass. Hopefully soon he'll be eligible to return from the pup list. Last question for our guy, Brian Baldinger, who's going to join us every Tuesday here on PHNX Cardinals is uh, the Arizona Cardinals can shock the football world for a second consecutive week if they do this against the Niners. Um, Well, I I think that you got to, however you can do it, you have to shorten the game. You you can't like you can't allow the, this game to get away from you because they they just have too many good players. They just pile on. So you, however you do it, you steal possession, you take it away. Um, you have ball possess, you know, uh, long possess drives. You've got to keep the ball away from this offense as much as you can, um, and you can't get behind against this team. You can't get. 14 points behind. They're just almost impossible to come back on. So you've got to, you got to go toe-to-toe with them, and you can't back down, and you have to, like, you have to execute at the highest level. You know, if you look at a, a James Conner run last week or a Rondell Moore reverse, whatever, like, they're perfectly executed plays. Like, you can move the ball against San Francisco, but it takes that level of execution. And if you could do that just in the moment, just execute at the highest level, then you could keep this thing close. If you could keep it close in this business, I mean, it always comes down to who makes a play at the end if you could do that. And I would say that's that's the style and the mentality that they have to have uh, against the 49ers. I just want to say the Arizona Cardinals 1-0 and since our guy Baldy started joining us on a weekly basis <laughs> here. Next call. Just, that's right. Baldy, thanks so much for, for yeah, stopping guys. by and to talk with yeah. you next week. I'll talk to you, Johnny. T- take care, Bo. Have a good week. Awesome. Brian stuff. Baldinger, NFL yeah. Network, Bo. I mean, just the best 15 minutes of uh, Arizona Cardinal content you can get right there. Yeah, you can only get it right here. Uh, it's fantastic. I, you know, I've been tuning into him joining CHGO Bears, and and he's trying to help them pick up the pieces with what's going on there, and and of course, our guys at DMVR. That's true, that's true therapy sessions going on. <laughs> this is this is like the best part of his week. I'm sure you got to go talk about the Denver Broncos and the Chicago Bears. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, let's That's talk great. about Vance Joseph's Broncos defense here. Up oh, seventy burger. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about? I don't know how to tell <laughs> how you. How much time do you guys have? <laughs> oh man, That's just just the best. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna gloat about this show and this podcast and this network. You can tune in and watch my guy Bull Brock chop it up with uh, chop it up with Saul Bookman and Greg Dorch at twelve thirty on Tuesdays, and then we've got Brian Baldinger. Uh, NFL Network Extraordinaire at 4.30. You can't beat that. I'm going to tell you what else you can't beat. 
our friends at BetMGM. Uh, it felt like they were giving out free money this weekend. Not only were they doing $10, you get 200 in bonus bets. Cardinals were plus 525, and I'm going to tell you right now, similar line going on with our friends at BetMGM. So, again, if you think the Cardinals can make you some money times two this weekend, do it with our friends at BetMGM. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Visit BetMGM.com. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Again, $10 is going to get you $200 right now. I'm on it constantly. It's like Christmas morning bonus bets, opt-ins, boosters. Love a good booster, right? So if you're thinking – I'm just going to take my 10 bucks. I'm going to play it safe. Maybe a Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown, which hit last night. Maybe an over in Mike Evans receiving yards also hit last night. Take your 10 spot, boost it, make some money. If it doesn't win, how about $200 in bonus bets? But you got to sign up with BetMGM. You got to use that bonus code PHNX. Now check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to our guy Shane Diefenbach talk about it in the disclaimer. Problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Shane Diefenbach is a sweet man, a horrible fantasy football manager like Johnny Venerable. I beat him this week. Uh, Hang on. Yeah. Your boy did win this weekend. And Shane is... Okay. That's rude. I'm trying to stay out of the Waffle House, bro. It's called survival. That's what I'm doing. Well, I'm glad you're surviving. I'm I'm rooting for you, but I'm also uh, beating down opponents that get in my way like Shane Diefenbach and the rest of the PHNX crew and uh, sending them with parting gifts. Uh, OGs, bags of mixed bags of OGs, gummies, the fruits, the creams, mm-hmm. and people can decide for themselves whether they're a big-time fruit person or a big-time cream person or if they just love the mixed bags like our guy Britton Golden. He's just like, I, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm a man of... Uh, many flavors, and I like the creams and the fruits. He likes the red apple, but he also likes the orange creams and simple. So, so the uh, the mixed bag's great for him. You can check out their full product line right now, ogsbrands.com. It's always there for you to check in on, see what deals are going on as well on their socials at ogsbrands. And also, you can find them in your local dispensary. You just got to be 21 years or older to purchase ogs. We love ogs. Ogsbrands.com. Uh, yeah, our guy BG, I asked him point blank. He gave me a dead stare. I have no preference. I will try any flavor yeah. and uh, they're all great with OGs. So you can't go wrong there. You can't go wrong with these super chats. You guys are fantastic. Starting this football Tuesday, Tyler H269. Nice. Uh, Dobbs <laughs> responds to Parsons on TikTok was fire. Josh Dobbs social media game is elite. I think yeah. we can all agree on that, Bo Brock. Yeah, we were going to get the the video, the footage of him uh, going into the Cardinals team store and not being able to get his number nine jersey. Uh, and then I, I guess there was already follow-up is, is a couple days old. I, I'm not as up to Dobbs on TikTok as you are. I'm not dialed in like Johnny Venerable is on TikTok with Josh Dobbs. So we didn't get the – we didn't – have the footage ready for today but it's out there i guess he found a solution he was able to purchase his number nine jersey he didn't have to get like an old isaiah simmons jersey and like put duct tape over the nameplate that would have been just- great content though <laughs> i would love that i would have been all here for that listen i like cardinals have a lot of issues or they've had a lot of issues on and off the field it- the people at the team store are great they always take care of me and my family when we go in there like i will give them a pass Dobbs was, was acquired in late August. Okay. Right. Like, I don't know how quick you can, you can scrap that together. I'll, I'll, I'll give the Cardinals their due. Like you're, they're good. Don't worry about it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't have an issue with that. Let's uh, get back to our super chatter topic. Sixty-four loyal viewer and listener, always bringing great insight to the show, and always appreciate the super chats. One ninety-nine, love the show. Let's boycott PFF. I was talking to topic sixty-four. Uh, you guys can talk to me just as much, just as well uh, through DMs or whenever. But talking to him uh, off the show. And he, he was breaking down PFF and where they fall short. And yeah, I mean, we've always maintained that it, it's just a part of the equation. It's it's their grading system. Uh, you got to take with a grain of salt. I mean, you take, you know, just the black and white grades. And then you also have to do your own eye test when you're, wa- when you're watching the game. Because when you see some of the grades, sometimes it doesn't match what you witnessed each and every Sunday. Yeah, like when we see Elijah Wilkinson struggle and then the, the grade supports that, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. And then yeah. James Conner and Josh Dobbs have good days and they are the two of the highest rated players. That makes sense. It's the minutia of like the middle section of this roster where like I, Paris Johnson Jr., I saw even more film of him on the Twitter streets today, like mauling people and washing out Micah Parsons and they just gave him like <laughs> an average grade. It's just like, I think the Cardinals will take an average grade from the folks at PFF and feel good about where they're at with number seven. I think it's going to be all right. When you look at JT, when you look at Keytrail Clark, the tough assignment, it like it doesn't tell that story, right? It doesn't tell that yeah. it's a six-round rookie uh, that's going up against a wide, re- a legit wide receiver one in CeeDee Lamb and he's making plays. Like the, the plays that he gives up often overshadow, you know, the plays that he's making to get the team off the football field sometimes. And, and that, that's unfortunate. And that that's that's why it's just a part of the story. It's not the full story with PFF. It also, uh, one letter difference, PFT, uh, our old nemesis, uh, Mike Florio. Did you think that after an Arizona Cardinals win and all the shit that he talked throughout this offseason and in this, into the season that he would maybe take some old – medicine as far as or eat some crow well not so much the cardinals did move up his power rankings but look at this backhanded compliment from pro football talks power rankings our guy howard balzer pointed this out to me today at media availability cardinals at one and two they are up 11 spots from 32 think of how good they could be if their offense off off season decisions prioritize winning this year mike you ever heard of a rebuild my man you wanted the Arizona Cardinals and Monty Austin for Jonathan Gannon to push all the chips into the middle of the table like Steve Kime did every offseason and just really handicapped this this team's like ability to consistently be successful. I mean, how how thick scald can this guy be? Well, if they had re-signed Zach Allen and Byron Murphy, surely oh. they would be in the Super Bowl bubble. Like right. they 100%, they'd be undefeated. <laughs> Zach Allen would be up for defensive play of the year. I don't mean to keep ripping on Zach Allen, but remember those conversations? Like, like I'll be transparent. There are some guys I would like to have seen this team add in free agency, and they didn't do it, right? But, like, again, like, I'm going to go off of the results right now. There there are a few positions where they are just an absolute dumpster fire. Like, most of the positions, like, they're pretty solid at, if not good. Like, I think James Conner is going to make a Pro Bowl this year at this current rate. I think Jalen Thompson should get Pro Bowl votes because you're white, like, Dennis Gardeck has three sacks in three games. Victor Dumekeji, who Vance Joseph refused to play. He, had, he dominated <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals coming off a Super Bowl in the preseason. And Vance Joseph said, no, thank you. That that dude's on pace for double-digit sacks. So I, I think, again, I can get upset about it. Right. They went into the season. They're like, we are going to evaluate what we have. 
And with some guys like D hop and Isaiah Simmons are like, we're good. We only need like a hot minute with you get out. Right. And so Isaiah Simmons and his five tackles and D hop with his what 80 yards receiving, like, right. like they made the right choices there. So they will spend money next year too. I think that's what like Florida doesn't understand. Like they're going to extend some of their own guys. Right. And then they're going to go out and they're going to add some needs. Like, but I don't think they're going to, this regime's never going to go nuts with money. Like no. even if they had a Ricky QB on a contract, like, they're not going to go out and give somebody like $150 million that's never been on their team. And that's that's the right way to do it. Like, I think Kayvon Wallace deserves some some attention this offseason. Mm-hmm. I think like like Yelda Froldhold, if he continues, like you want to lock him up, right? You want to do some things to keep continuity. But Florio to me, like Jason McIntyre, who's in the same like ballpark as Florio, yeah. called the Cardinals today on the show a JV team. And it's just like, excuse me, they just beat the Dallas Cowboys. Like, Coward has come around. Basically, he was like, I was wrong about the Cardinals way better than I thought. Did he get, at least, did he get any of his Sunday picks? Because I know he's like 0 for 10 after week two. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't take my betting advice from him. I only do it from my guy Damon Dog on PHNX <laughs> Bet Daily Podcast. But, I mean, to, like, there are people who have sunk their heels so much on this team, and specifically Gannon, that they refuse to admit, yeah, we, we messed up. This, yeah. this coaching staff is way better than we thought. And that's sad because, like, we can mess up on this show and be like, hey, that – that's a mistake. Like Dennis Gardeck's a really good player. I was wrong yeah. about that. Can't people just be as humble as I can, Bo Brock? I mean, you are the humble king. You are the absolute humble king. And it, the wing <laughs> king, the pumpkin right. king, the humble yeah. king. I mean, Zach Allen signed a $45 million contract, uh, $15 million per. He's got two hurries on the season. He's got two, no, I'm sorry, two quarterback hits in a hurry. No sacks, Ooh. and I'm sure he's about to go on the IR with a his with whiplash because watching Devon Atchain <laughs> just zip past him and the Broncos defense headed to the end zone. Can we can we be real about Zach Allen for a second? Nice yeah. guy. Yeah, he should be writing. He should be writing JJ Watt a thank you note every day of his life. Because I'm going to tell you right now, his game was elevated by playing next to 99, and that is indisputable. You can't dispute that now. I don't care how bad Denver's defense is. He's got the same coordinator. He's playing the same role. Like he was elevated by playing next to JJ Watt. And kudos for Austin Ford of seeing that. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to pass. The Cardinals tried to re sign Byron Murphy. They tried to give him a one year deal. They did not try to re sign Zach Allen. Byron Murphy was celebrating the start of free agency. Like he was, he was ready to go. I mean, it was going to take uh, them coming way over the top to get back into negotiations with that. He, I think he was just, he, graduated on from the Arizona Cardinals and he's having a tough time right now in Minnesota. They're 0 three. Uh, and, and he's not playing that well. Uh, in that, that secondary is getting exposed. Um, it's, and, and I like what I've seen from a six round rookie starting in his place in Keetrell Clark and, and Marco Wilson, I think had a decent rebound game after a tough time against the giants and the defense is in the secondary for the Arizona Cardinals. It's, it's night and day from where it was, um, last year. Yeah, I mean, like, you want Byron Murphy on your team, but, like, you, you don't necessarily need him, right? Like, it's not a... it's not a Jalen, T- remember how how Byron Murphy was known? Like, his, his best fit was slot corner, where I think Jalen Thompson is playing way better than better what we saw better. from Byron Murphy. I mean, Jalen Thompson, to me, like, Kime, his draft record is, is abysmal, and it's just coincidental. Like, the one time he drafted a player, not during the draft, but in the supplemental draft... Like it's probably Jalen Thompson's probably one of the five to seven best players Kime ever drafted. Uh, he's in that category with 
David Johnson, John Brown, Tyron, you know, Kyler Murray, of course, like, right. And there, there's not very many as we've seen uh, topic 64, nine ninety nine super chat. Thank you so much for the love. If we can beat this top five team called Dallas. We can beat anybody. JG and coaches can out coach them as long uh, as the defense is on point. We can't lose. So proud of these Cardinals. I mean, this, this is a week filled with pride. I, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many people have DM me this week and said, I was wrong about this team. Like it, it resonates with people. When even when the talent level maybe isn't there in, a, in some spots, like when you when you play hard and like that's sad, like the bar's low right now for this franchise, but it's earned to be low and and people are coming around. And I I would love to see a complete 180 shift to the home environment by the end of the year. I know that's asking a lot, but I, I don't know what the last home game is of the season, who it's against. But to, to rewelcome and reintroduce people to Cardinal football here in the Valley, I think yeah. that that would be a great springboard into 2024. Let's get people back in the stadiums with red and white on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and it's going to take, you know, consistency. I mean, it's always, people always want to root for the underdog, right? And they want to see uh, teams that full of underachievers overachieve. And, and we had a schedule. That's always a fun story. But then you see the raised expectations. We've seen it, like right? 2015 team is in the NFC Championship game. They're poised for a big year in 2016. They fall short of expectations. They get back in this vicious cycle of getting those expectations raised again. And then once they get back there in 2021 and 2022, they fall horrendously short. So hope that the new regime is a completely different you know, uh, just operation in, 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 and I guess uh, direction as far as getting away from that to where they're going to draft and they're going to develop guys and they're going to find guys that fit their system better than necessarily the big names out there. And it goes not only from the front office with Monty Ford, who is their uh, reportedly their second choice, and Dave Sears, who they bring in from Detroit, who was, you know, on that staff, but not the main decision maker in that front office, but obviously so important to what they've they've done in this rebuild to their coaching staff, just filled with unknowns from their, their head coach to, you know, the guys making the main plate callers, you know, to, to other coaches. And then the roster is just filled with guys that they identify identified to fit these schemes and it's guys that well why didn't you go out there and throw money at at a a more well-known name and and it turns out that these guys are just better fit to successfully run these plays and these systems and these calls yeah uh another fit that has been in route is in route is uh roy lopez as you pointed out on twitter bullbrock the cardinals have added a defensive lineman a defensive lineman who by the way was getting sacks in the nfl last year and is healthy now, Bo. What can you tell us more about the addition this week? Because I think it's it's clear. Cardinals are trying to load up on bodies on the defensive line, to maybe to help offset some injuries, but to prepare for Christian McCaffrey. I mean, you can envision a future where their defensive line is stout and they've got rising stars at the position, And but now they're just trying to find guys – uh, that that fit the system and fit this rotation, and that can when right. f- when they're fresh, they can make impacts. And we saw, you know, when they're not fresh, what that looks like in the second half against the Giants, and when they are, you know, you, you bookended between that, you've got Washington, how they they play with so well, and then of course their win against the Dallas Cowboys, they were fresh even though they did, they were down two of their starters. But, I, I, you know, there wasn't a big difference between a Carlos Watkins and LJ Collier and, you know, the guys that they were bringing in, seventh rounder and Dante Stills or Ben Stilley. And I think that uh, 
Roy Lopez, who they bring in, everything that I've read about him and I've seen about him is he's got a high motor. Um, and he's a guy that had a lot of respect from from the Houston Texans organization. And there just wasn't a spot for him. They had an injury settlement that I believe they came to. And he became available for the Arizona Cardinals. And they've identified him as somebody that they're going to add to a team. And book it's all Bookman, of course, a U of A guy. Uh, loves it that they're bringing in a former Wildcat. U of A legend. U of A legend, Roy, Roy Lopez. Lopez. Yeah, what's absolutely. what's he legend, for, Larry, for? What constitutes uh, you being a legend at U of A? I mean, I'm curious. Well, he came to us in a really, really bad spot and transferred okay. in and was like one of the few hits of a very, very awful team. So I like him. Was he? I've been, he was the I end of the. Sub, he was in the Sumlin era. Yeah, I believe the last year of okay. someone, and then yeah, he played it's one like year. Twenty six or twenty seven. So yeah, it. Not a Jeb guy. He's he definitely was a Kevin Sumlin guy. Uh, and I, I I I don't know who he is outside of when he played a little bit for Houston, had a cup of coffee. But yeah, he's an they play locally at Gilbert in Gilbert at Mesquite High. Well, that's I mean I'm sure he's fired up. Maybe he plays his best football to date. If he's healthy, he's got some explosiveness to his game and. Like if you're if you're sitting there on your keyboard at home saying like this isn't it like look at some of the defensive linemen they brought in over the course of the offseason like this right. fits who they kind of target they they're gonna come in and they're not gonna ask you Vance Joseph style hey you just got here can you play eighty percent of the snaps please it's like no 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 <laughs> we'll have a very specific package for you and then we're gonna rotate right so right. I mean this possession take out this possession whatever it's working right now uh, Saul Bookman in the chat his dad coached at Marcos uh, they. How do you pronounce that? Marcos Deniza. Yeah, Deniza. So that's why I love it. Gotcha. Um, listen, I love when they bring local guys home. I, I don't <laughs> love the narrative when they're like high draft picks and you're like, local product, it's got to work out. <laughs> you know, how many times have we done that? Christian right. Kirk, Byron Murphy. We just but, talked about Byron. Yeah, Byron Murphy. Yeah, we, we do that a lot here. It's, I think it'll fit right in. I really do. I, I do. mean, that's my point I'm trying to make. And I think a lot of like, the consensus or the group think idea of what who is a good fit on defensive line isn't necessarily what Monty Osport, Dave Sears, and Jonathan Gannon believe is is a fit. And and I think that if they identify a guy, they think it's gonna and they and they he gets a jersey and he's already on the active roster and he gets a jersey on game day, he's gonna get an opportunity to make an impact. I'm really curious beyond this year how they choose to address this. Is this a one-year band-aid kind of philosophy, Bull Brock. Yeah. Because certainly not what Philadelphia did. Like Howie Roseman drafts high-end defensive linemen seemingly every year. Edge rushers, right. defensive tackles. Like, are the Cardinals going to do that? Are they going to pay people in free agency? Or is this always going to be a paint-by-name numbers kind of, we're going to maybe some mid-rounders, we'll, we'll add some guys, mid-tier guys, and we're just going to rotate? I would think that like they they would like to add a impact three to five technique this offseason. Now, does the draft offer them that where they're picking? We're going to talk about the draft here in a little bit. Do, is free agency fool's gold? This franchise has been fooled many, many times, was trying to sign defensive linemen, Jordan Phillips, Darius Fillon and company. You know, JJ Watt was was good the last year he was here, but like that's been a huge hole for this franchise. I I tend to think like mm -hmm. I like the, what they're doing this year, but this feels like a Band-Aid philosophy in the short term. I, I think if, if Monty Osford came in here any other year and there weren't so many black eyes surrounding, you know, this organization didn't have as many black eyes as it did, uh, that he would have taken a chance potentially on a Jalen Carter, right? But it just, yeah. it, there was just no, they couldn't make that move. You no. couldn't do that. And it, and Jalen, to me, and like this is going to come off wrong, and I don't mean to, to, to sound, you know, I don't know. 
Jalen Carter, it's not about his play on Sunday. It's about, are you going to get a phone call in June right. or July, right? Are you going to get a phone call when the season's over and he's going to be suspended? Right. That, that's what you're worried about. So like these people who are playing like GM keyboard warriors, it's like, look, he's, he's great. Well, we fucking knew he was good. He was <laughs> right. the best player in the draft. Right. Oh, look at all of his pressures and his sacks and his hurries. Yeah, he was awesome at Georgia. He's a blue chip generational player. But that's the Cardinals could not have a scenario in which, yeah, he's great as a rookie. And then, you know, he, something happens in February. Like, then yeah. you're just like, well, we told you so. We feel pretty confident. Paris Johnson, the Eagles have the infrastructure to support that. Exactly. Maybe the Cardinals do next spring, Bo, sure. in 2024. They didn't have that six months ago. But I'll, I'll say this, and I can I confidently say they, they'll invest future draft capital in the position, and they'll in, invest free agent dollars. I mean, Monty Austinfort was part of a Tennessee staff that drafted a Jeffrey Simmons. I, I think that that's a position that they want to put some some blue-chip yeah. caliber players on. They, they don't just think, uh, like, we're the smartest guys in the room, and we can identify it and, and take these underdogs, and they're going to continue to overachieve. Like I think at some point they're like, once we get these, you know, the Jordan Davis, if he's if there's a Jordan Davis available in the next draft, right. like like JG got his hands on last year, like they, they will absolutely load that room up. And once it's at full strength, look out because what they're doing right now with these patchwork guys, it's it's pretty incredible already. I mean, it makes you salivate for lack of yeah. a better term. With with the the and I say that with all due respect to the guys they brought in, but like they have six picks in the top seventy five next year, potentially two picks in the top ten to fifteen. We're going to talk about that here in a second. But Bo Brock, you had a chance to catch up with Drew Petzing. Drew Petzing, really the bell of the ball right now with his coaching staff. And I like Nick Rouse. We knew about Nick Rouse, right? Petzing was the one coming over from Cleveland as the quarterback coach, working with Brissett. It's like. Sure. He's a Kyle Shanahan, Mike Shanahan disciple. So is everybody these days. What makes him special? I mean, what do you think it is with with Drew Petzing? And do, and do you think the Cardinals firmly have somebody that can stick with Kyler Murray long term? Not just Kyler Murray, but just a, a, an offensive play caller that gives you a chance each and every week. The fact that he's gotten 28 points in back-to-back weeks, the NFL level against the Dallas Cowboys defense, that was, you know, top two, I think, coming into it. And they had all these, they they kind of wrecked the game plans of their opposition the previous two weeks. And Drew Petzing not only avoided that, his his offense continued to thrive in the first half, put his, his offense in a position to get points. And then he was able to, Learn from his mistakes the previous week, you know, the three and outs, the three consecutive three and outs that that cost him the game or was a part of the reason why they didn't win that game and they couldn't run clock yep. and salt the game away. Um, he learned from it, from it and, and remained aggressive, but was able to to make the correct calls out there. And Drew Petzing, I think, proved in, in just seeing how open guys were getting and, and positions in, in utilizing the diversity of the receiving core from Rondell Moore in the backfield to Michael Thomas get, or Michael Wilson getting open to Hollywood Brown making plays in the red zone. Uh, he showed that, you know, he's, he's one of the brightest young offensive play callers in the league right now. Uh, and the Arizona Cardinals, regardless if, if K one's back or you got Joshua Dobbs there, he's going to put you in a position to where you're going to be able to get points and, and, you know, get, get, you know, multiple close to maybe double digit uh, play drives, but also get those explosive mixed in. Like Baldy said, you have to have explosives. And so far Drew Petzing has shown the ability to get those to show up. Like, I feel like 
I don't know where the explosives were at this point last year, but I guarantee you they fall very short compared to where they are. Seven in last week's game alone. Drew Petzing has a great knack for finding ways to hit on those big plays when they they take the opportunity at them. Well, the explosives were manufactured by Kyler Murray off script, it felt like, against the Raiders. Like It was not in the confines of the offense. Like Just trying to put it into context, Paul Brock, like, watch the Jets play, and they have Garrett Wilson, and they've got Brees Hall, Elijah Vera Tucker up front. They've got Dalvin Cook. It's a nice collection of offensive personnel. They are unwatchable offensively. Now, a lot of that has to do with Zach Wilson. The Cardinals have had a quarterback for two minutes and an offensive coordinator that, you know, m- maybe flew under the radar this offseason and put up 28 points against the number one defense in football. I mean, what would the Jets do? They would kill for for play like this offensively right now. They kill for twenty points. The Cardinals back to back twenty eight points. Like I'm pretty sure they didn't do that all of last year. They're fourteenth in points per game. They're an above average offense. They're an above average team right now. We saw Kyle Odegaard, front of the program, tweeted out they're top ten in DVOA. It's just it's 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 a feat where you want to give the players credit. And I love Josh Jobs as much as anybody. I was fired up when they acquired him. Like this this is a coaching clinic right now. Nick Rallison, yeah. especially now Drew Petzing. Drew Petzing, who took arrows from me on this show after week one against Washington, not good enough. Got to figure this out. Do we have issues about JG being a defensive head coach? And, I mean, the offense has been the catalyst for the revival at home these last two weeks. Like, that's get, that gets people fired up. As much as I love great defensive play, when you're manufacturing points, like you, you broke down 10 straight drives with opportunities yeah. to score points in the first half with Josh Dobbs, and a, a rookie wide receiver that fell at the end of the third round. I mean that that is unbel- in a backup center from Cleveland. It just it, to me, Petsing is you just you feel like it's just going to mess so well with Kyler Murray. You just can't wait to see it. Yeah, you can't wait to see it. But I, I love what I've seen in, in the development of Josh with Dobbs. Did, getting a little bit off script with the uh, Zach Wilson. Did you see what Joe Namath said about him? How he's seen enough. I'm done watching now. Yeah. But what? Who? I mean, is is Joe Namath one of the more overrated? Yes. Sports figures of of 100%. our lifetime. He's got one moment where he guaranteed a Super Bowl. Insanity run. I mean, one moment, and and he's he's in his he's got to be in his eighties, and people are listening to what he says. He's got two hundred twenty interceptions in one hundred forty career games. He had a fifty percent completion percentage. And he's sitting there and he's no, saying he's getting nauseous watching Zach Wilson play the quarterback position. I get nauseous thinking about that time with he and Susie Colbert oh, on the sideline. I want to kiss you. That's where, that's where most people associate him now. I mean, say what you want about Zach Wilson. I mean, he he at least, you know, keeps it together when he's trying to hit on everybody's mom. And that's what he's going to do the rest of this year. As the as, as, as Mr. I mean, he's got plenty of time to do that when he's off the New York Jets. But, I mean, like, it felt like somebody put it in the chat, like Cliff Kingsbury was running this offense last year, right? They didn't really have an offensive coordinator. Remember people wanted them to hire an offensive coordinator? It's like, if Cliff's not calling the plays and producing, right. like, what's he doing here? Why Why is he around? And then inevitably <laughs> it led to his, his dismissal. But, like, that's where the Cardinals were last year. They had a coach that, I mean, it's like Brandon Staley trying to coordinate defense and with the Chargers. That's what it's the equivalent yeah. of what we were watching last year. So just shows you, man, like, you can have all the skilled players, you can have a high-end quarterback play. If your coaching staff blows, 
mm-hmm. you're going to get exposed because these are the elite of the elite, right? You can't hide with some FCS school, college football, play in a shitty conference, get to a bowl game. It's like Cardinals play in the NFC West. They, they play against potentially three Hall of Fame level head coaches. Two of those guys have rings. Kyle Shanahan could get a ring this year. Like, if you suck at head coach, if you're a liability, you will consistently be bad. There's You just can't win on talent alone. The Cardinals, right. they, they they found that out this offseason. They're like, we got to get some some grownups in here to run our operation. And, you know, Michael Bidwell, say what you want about him. He he, he hired the right people, and he stepped away. Yeah. And the Cardinals are, are better off for it right now. They are. They are. And, you know, the offensive play caller, Drew Petzing, he's shown a lot of maturity for a first-year coordinator. He was asked, you know, two consecutive weeks, you see the offense, you know, trend in the right direction, 20 points in week two in the first half, 21 points in week three in the first half, 28 points overall in both performances. You know, how do they make the next jump? And this was Petzing's answer. Yeah, I think there's. if we're going to get to where we want to go long term, I think we need to improve every day. I think that's the mindset that we have to take in the meeting room. That's the mindset we have to take on the field, uh, whether it's individuals improving, whether it's the scheme improving. I think that has to be at the forefront of everything we do in this organization. So pretty simple, right? Not content by any means. And I, you, we've, we've shown the graphic a, a couple of times. Do we still have that first half graphic, Damon? I think we do. Uh, where you look at this, and Joshua Dobbs in the Arizona Cardinals first half performances over the last two weeks, you know, 10 consecutive spots to get points, nine straight of getting points, but missed field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown, touchdown, field goal, field goal, four touchdowns in 10 attempts. And I think the next step here, Johnny, is using that diverse wide receiver group, James Conner, the, the skill set of Joshua Dobbs and converting field goals into touchdowns. That's the next step, don't you think? Well, is that asking too much, though? Because I mentioned no, on I mean, yesterday's show. Like, I'm not saying go nine for nine, get six each and every time. But I think if, if you get one more touchdown there, I mean, you win week two, right? You're I scoring mean, over 30 points a game with Josh Dobbs. I, I think, I mean, like, I, I see what you're saying. And I think with Kyler Murray in the fold, like, that should be the goal. When you have a franchise quarterback paying big money, I don't know. I'm, I'm hesitant to put even more on this, this offense. I, I think... <laughs> Zero zero turnovers, running the football effectively. Anything over twenty points is you're in good shape to compete and win the game. Assuming you're not playing a juggernaut every week like San Francisco. Like this offense in its current form is going to keep them in games against the Bengals, the Ravens right now, the state of that team, the LA fucking Rams that look terrible. I'm I'm sorry, I'm not a buyer in Seattle. Like the title of the show today is Are the Arizona Cardinals a playoff team with Kyler Murray? I think. I mean, like, I think they're they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFC at the end of the year. Will they have enough wins? I don't know. But I, to me, it's like you, you just keep the train on the tracks. I don't know how much better Josh Dobbs in this offense can be. Like, I didn't see him missing a bunch of throws this past week. But I, you've seen the potential, of, right? I mean, you've seen the potential from Josh Dobbs. I know it's of him to, to parlay that into consistently making those plays. Like, he had a career game on Sunday. And it was impressive for anybody's standards, right? I, I watched J.T. O'Sullivan's uh, quarterback school breakdown, and, and when I mentioned it, I uh, I referenced it with Baldy. With him, what's that? Was it with the episode he and I were on together? <laughs> which which is funny too. So if you have taken the time to watch the quarterback school video of Joshua Dobbs, what was J.T. O'Sullivan's reaction when you first wanted to talk Joshua Dobbs four weeks ago? 
so I was on with JT that those tapes have been burned in the archives. <laughs> like they'll, they'll never be released to public. And I was asking him about Josh Dobbs and it was not complimentary. I mean, like JT wanted no part in talking to your boy, which is fine. He was supposed to talk to Bo. I slid in and, and was a substitute that day. And he was not complimentary. He also said to me that he thinks Caleb Williams is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray right now. So then yeah. I was, I was a little bit irritated. Uh, and he was talking up your boy, J Drake may too. So just not just not, Josh Dobbs is a, a replacement level player. I'm sure he's singing. He was singing a different tune. He, he called he called Sunday uh, some a performance that could catapult a career for Joshua Dobbs. And and I don't I don't think that that's incorrect. I mean I think that Joshua Dobbs had a coming out party on Sunday and it it had the notice of of all the other teams in the league that you know obviously there's a handful of teams each and every year that are looking to upgrade at the quarterback position that you see the potential there that if Joshua Dobbs can match with consistency uh week in and week out I mean that's starting caliber quarterback play well it's what we talked about on the post game show like it's one thing for Dobbs to do this as a placeholder game manager on a loaded team He's doing this on what people think is the worst team in the NFL. Like he's going to get offers next offseason. Like, are the Cardinals going to be able to keep him around? Maybe. I think I, I'm two words: comp pick. Like he's a free agent after this year, and if he gets a robust contract, I mean, like Cardinals will get a comp pick for him. They could get a fourth round comp pick for Joshua Dobbs. If Joshua Dobbs wins like two more games and doesn't throw an interception, even when Kyler Murray comes back. Hell, they could get an, a trade offer at the deadline this year. Somebody could say, we need Joshua Dobbs to come and, and, and run around for our team. We lost our starter. I mean, I, I'm I'm happy for him. I don't think the Cardinals, Austin Ford and Gannon, would want any part of, of blocking Joshua Dobbs from going elsewhere and having success. I think that, that that's the story of, like, you want to be able to sell yourself. Like, the Niners with all these personnel guys and coaches are getting promoted. They get these comp picks right. They are known for a place where people go. It's a stepping stone to bigger and better things, like, Go there and they'll take care of you. The Cardinals want to be known like that franchise now. Hey, Josh Dobbs, trust us with your development. We're going to trade for you. We're putting you in a position to succeed, not get your brains beat in. And he's going to get a contract now because of it. That's right. the antithesis of what the Cardinals have been for the better part of like the last 10 years, save for Bruce Arians. Like you come here and in and times are tough, right? Like Rodney Hudson's just collecting checks into <laughs> retirement, right? That That's the opposite of what they want to do now. Dobbs can go and say, the Cardinals did right by me. I was I was a third stringer in Cleveland. I wasn't given an opportunity. I, I competed last year in Tennessee. Like people, you want to talk about courting free agents and people shitting on this franchise and their facility, and rightfully so. That's how you get people back on your side. Yeah, come to come to Arizona. You're going to get an opportunity, probably unlike that you've ever had at the NFL level. Yeah. We're going to coach you up. We're going to put you on full display, and you either a can stay here and be a part of the solution and the in the consistent winning culture that we're putting in place, or you can go get the bag and you can go parlay that opportunity into another one elsewhere. Uh, I I don't think it's. I know you. You, you probably don't think it would be realistic to deal him at the deadline. And I think with, with the injury that Kyler Murray's coming back off of, you just hold on to Joshua probably. Dobbs throughout the season. It's just, probably he, not. he has been a football godsend. He really has on and off the field, the way that he's endearing himself to his teammates, you know, from Michael Wilson to Zach Ertz, texting with those guys all the time, having conversations. Greg Dorch uh, speaks very highly of him. He did today. Uh, Joshua Dobbs is, has been the model teammate uh, quarterback and who I mean he wasn't even in the 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 building 
by until the end of August. It's un, it's unreal. It's an unreal story. Well, I mean, he's the model teammate because this model podcast brought it up before anybody else that this <laughs> is who they wanted. Uh, and again, I'm not going to toot our horn, but I, I might go celebrate because we were so, so right on Joshua Dobbs with a polar pop from my friends at Circle K, mm. iced coffee, fountain drinks. Hell, I might save 25 cents per gallon on gas fill-ups the first five. I'm going to hook you guys up to join the Circle K Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app. Again, terms and conditions apply. It's America's thirst stop. It's making me thirsty. I want a Circle K bonus per gallon, 25 cents right now, fill up. And then I'm going to go inside and fill up my fountain drink. Uh, I don't know, two for the price of one iced tea, unsweetened for your boys. Circle K, I got one down the street from me here in good old Chandler, Arizona. It's my go-to thirst stop. I can't wait to see my friends tonight at Circle K. Love it. Check them out. Inner Circle's mm-hmm. waiting for you. It's nice that you're Circle K out there and Chandler's playing at least second best to mine here in Central Phoenix, right on the corner of Bethany Home. I love it. It's my go-to spot. Hit it up just about every day, getting them for morning coffee, getting them for afternoon polar pops, uh, getting all that caffeine and and. Uh, snack fix at Circle K. I'm in. An, I'm part of the inner circle as well. I'm cool. I'm also cool because I've got my Shady Rays shades. If you haven't figured out or found out about Shady Rays, what are you doing? Go to the website, ShadyRays.com. Check out their entire product line of all their incredible premium polarized sunglasses, a world-class product, uh, but you don't have to spend the money like it's a world-class product. Actually, they keep their their uh their price point well below 100 bucks and you can save even more money when you use the code PHNX you get 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized shades from Shady Rays and they've got that uh of course replace uh that you can figure out if you lose your your Shady Rays you can actually they'll replace them lost or broken it doesn't matter what happened to them even if you've owned them for less than a day they are going to replace them no questions asked it's exclusive to our listeners that 50% off two or more pairs of premium polarized sunglasses use that promo code PHNX for 50% off and find out why people 250,000 people have rated them five stars 250 large saying, yeah, these are amazing sunglasses. Find out for yourself. I just love when the national media has to eat crow on walkback predictions, right? Because, you know, yeah. over the course of the offseason, this podcast, you know, we're taking shots, taking arrows, trying to be optimistic because we saw the good in this team. And then, you know, you look around the NFL landscape and so many teams. Johnny, they were going to go 0-17, right. winless. The Chicago Bears had an eight and a half over under, and a lot of people, they were the darlings of the NFL offseason. Our guy Gary Braggs is wearing a bag permanently right now because of of the Chicago Bears and the state of their franchise. Don't show him this uh, tweet from uh, the NFL Twitter folks, but circa July, Damon Dog, throw it on the screen. (laughs) Get ready to win. Daryl Mooney's message to Bear fans. When will the wins come? We're not yet sure. The Bears are 0-3, and they look like the biggest dumpster fire. Get ready to win. Uh, get ready to suck. Your team's terrible for the second consecutive year. Uh, I, <laughs> I just I saw that today come up on my Twitter timeline. I had to send it to Damon Navin for the show. Uh, it just goes to show. Like, no one really knows at the end of the day. These poor saps, like, the, could they win one game? Could they win two games? Justin Fields can't complete passes. Justin Fields had more punt attempts as a team yeah. offense than he did completions last week against Kansas City. 
I tee that out because it's it's time. I don't know how many more weeks we're going to do this. We're going to check the odds for the first overall pick, circa 2024's NFL draft. And who is at the top of the list? Our friends at CHGO, the Chicago Bears, almost 40% Bears. alone with, <laughs> with their pick. <laughs> They're 50%. You just <laughs> the Bears are going to have the first pick between their pick with Carolina and the Chicago Bears, Bo Brock. Oh, man. Our friends, it's it's tough times for our, it's for CHGO and DMVR. They got a big showdown. It's the toilet bowl this weekend. It's uh, <laughs> the, the team that just got 70 hung on them somehow is a favorite over the Chicago Bears. But it, yeah, they're at 39.3% with their own pick. And then you're right. Yeah, they get the Carolina pick in there as well. And then Denver at 9.4%. The Arizona Cardinals, rest in peace, or at least on temporary hiatus. Tank Tuesday, one of my favorite traditions here on PHX Cardinals, has had to take a back seat because the Cardinals aren't even in the top 5% for a top pick. Unbelievable. Pour one out for Tank Tuesdays. Cardinals, by the way, have a 4% chance now. Um, Houston, a better chance. Yeah. I think over six on that graphic. But Play the uh, sad my heart will go on flute recording right now. Uh, my heart will go on to a top pick in Tank Tuesday. Oh. That's all right. I'll take dubs on Sunday. Over Can I have Marvin Harrison Jr. still, please? Don't, uh, don't let him go to Chicago. What, what are they going to do with him? Are you ready for winning? <laughs> oh, you ready for zero and three? Oh my God! Just you look up the. You think Jason McIntyre's referencing those tweets today? No, of course not. Like mm-hmm. everybody can talk their shit and they can be wrong, and uh, it's great to see. So I thought I'd bring that up, Bull Brock, because again, like Cardinals could very well lose this game this weekend. They're they're not favored to win. We know that, but I mean, like it's a long season, and if they're competing like this without their franchise quarterback, I I I, I think about. Damon, can we pull the schedule up? I don't want to do this every week. Yeah. But I do think, let's hypothetically say that they get an upset this weekend. And that's asking a lot, right? And they would move to two and two. Let's let's play hypothetical. They're two and two somehow. They somehow beat Brock. Brock Purdy has a terrible game. They're off that yeah. day. How many wins do they end the season with? Kyler, let's say Kyler Murray comes back between week six and eight. How can the Cardinals? get to the postseason if they start the season two and two yeah I'll, I'll play michael scott here in this hypothetical i'm, I'm ready to get hurt right. again and raise those expectations and, and potentially take a loss against a wagon of a niners team how many how many wins how many no. wins if they if they're two and two how many more wins on the schedule i'm going to tell you right now i see at least five more wins i think they go three and three in the division okay with two of those lots, well, so you've got to win against the Niners in this hypothetical? Yeah, and then I think, I I mean, they could, if they beat the Niners, I'll have to revise it. Uh, then maybe split with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Niners. So they would just split each series? I, I just, yeah. I think we're getting ahead of ourselves here. I, is, oh, as God. much as this was a what huge are we allowed win, to have this conversation again? I, no, I know. And it could, yeah, this could be very short lived and we could bring back Tank Tuesday before you know it. But I mean, this rebuild, it's, it's more of like a long term endeavor. And to, to start, I think that's just getting a little too far ahead of ourselves. Like they got to, if they can compete for a four straight week, I'm all in on that. But you got to see it one more time. You got one more in you. One more upset. 
one more competitive outing before you're going to say they're knocking on the door. I just, no, yeah, competitive. but I just don't. I th- I think if they show they, they they can be competitive, I mean, we're we're looking at each and every week that they've got a legitimate chance of winning a football game. I think that that's, but that's that's the culture that's that's already in place. You know, like. I, we heard from Greg Dorch say, we've got this clip from the all purpose podcast. We joined Saul Bookman and myself and you know, he, he kind of got the sense like nobody was betting on the Arizona Cardinals, but w- there was one entity that was, was betting on themselves and believed that they could win on Sunday. This is from Greg. If I'm being completely honest, it felt like the only people that thought we were going to win that game to begin was us. And people could say, yeah, we, man, we thought y'all were going to win, but come on, let's be real. Like you, you see the Cardinals, we, we struggle early in the season and then, you got the Dallas Cowboys who everybody claims, you know what I'm saying, Super Bowl team, really good team. So we really didn't have a shot. Um, and the only people that matter is the people in that locker room. And we stuck together and um, we played hard, man. We celebrated because of it. And that's all you need, right? I mean, and he's right. There, there's people that, like I told you, like that, I, I knew you guys had it in you. And, and all that really mattered was at the end of the day, they prepared their ass off last week. For, for Dallas and had a great game plan and, and it uh, was executed to at a high level and they got the dub, right? And the same can be said going into this week and that they believe in their, all 53 of those guys on the roster and guys on and the coaching staff to put them in a position to compete and win again. Uh, but, you know, if you're asking me to <laughs> go through the schedule, because then like if they beat the Niners on Sunday, like, Anything's possible. Like then, if they can beat Dallas and, and the Niners in back to back weeks, then they sure as shit should be able to beat the the Bengals and the Rams and the Seahawks. I mean, it, that that ball, that that rock rolling down the hill, it's only going to gain momentum. They should be two and one at minimum right now. The giant the Giants game it took a miraculous comeback. They were leading in the fourth quarter right. against Washington. I mean, like it's not like a. They got they were they were outplayed for two games and they they picked up a, a win in their third game. Like they've controlled all three games into the fourth quarter. So I I'm I'm with you. Like you when back when it was 16 game season, you would break it up into four different parts. Like are you a believer after a quarter of the season? That's a quarter of the season for the most part will mm-hmm. be over after this weekend. If they have a competitive outing, they beat the Niners this weekend. Like. You don't think that the players in the locker room are going to think like we can make a run? Yeah, I couldn't. And look, a, a loss this weekend also doesn't undo everything that they've done. Correct. You know, I think that it's it's just like you know, what Prime's doing in Colorado, right? I mean, right. getting their ass kicked by Oregon doesn't undo everything, and it doesn't take away the momentum and the direction that the program is going. So, um, it, 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 I, I think that there is newfound confidence and newfound belief. Uh, with the rest of the schedule that they can compete week in and week out, you know, obviously with the coaching staff where, where they put them in a position to do it, but it also is going to come down to, to the roster matching up and, and winning those one-on-ones. And with San Francisco, there might not be a tougher one-on-one matchup across the board in the NFL. Uh, I want to get some of these super chats. You guys are crushing it. DD 499. Thank you so much. PHNX needs a new t-shirt either on the bus theme or something on JG's first win. It's funny you should ask for that. We're in the lab right now coming up with a concept for our next T-shirt from the merchandise locker. And and you bet JG could potentially be uh, incorporate some themes of the Cardinals and, and Jonathan Gannon. Uh, but we're nothing yet. Nothing yet to report on that. Alex, 499 Not related, but can you please debunk the idea 
Bowl of trading Buddha to Philly. Eagle fans really think they're going to get him when he comes off of IR. I mean, like, when is he coming off of IR? Is it after the trade deadline? Right. What kind of value would you be able to get for him? It's not like he's playing at a Pro Bowl level. He's not playing, period. So I, I would say there's a 0% chance that happens. In Dreamin's free, Philly, you guys can do whatever you want. I mean, there's, I, I think that that is as far-fetched as it gets. There would be some dead cap ramifications that they would have to absorb. Why would you do that at this point? Uh, and, and don't you think – do you think Buda Baker – is upset with how things are going right now here with this Arizona Cardinals team. I, there, there's no way that that's going. I, I believe he's bought into what's going on. And the, the idea that the, the injury that he suffered Friday, the practice before their week two game against the New York giants is not legit is absurd to me. Um, and yeah, they're that that's not happening. I mean, Philly's just completely out of their mind in most of their, their fans for believing that, that, that rumor. And the Eagles and Howie Roseman filed a tampering charge. You think the Cardinals want to do business? Yeah. One of their yeah. Hey, buddy, old pal, you want to make a deal? You want to give us a, a Buda Baker for a six-round <laughs> pick? Let's do it. This, I mean, come on. Hector, $5 super chat. Got to love the silent assassin, JG. Cool, calm, and collective on the sideline. It's refreshing to see a competent coaching staff. Doesn't get two up or two down. I yeah. mean, very, very even-keeled. Like I was trying to prod Dorch today on the podcast, like, hey, you know, we saw a pretty subdued JG post game. What was he like in the locker room? And he was like, hey, it wasn't much more than that. I mean, he he said a couple things that he was fired up about, of course, in in front of his guys instead, you know, when he's not talking to us. Uh, But, you know, he he doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. We had people tell this show, and of course, like – we're big fans of Jonathan Gannon. Like Gannon was a big part of their success in Philadelphia, like in the locker room. He had a presence about him and players followed him. And like, I don't want to say he was co-head coach with Sirianni because that'd be disrespectful to Sirianni. Mm -hmm. But like, I I do know he, he, and he admitted this to either the athletic or sports illustrated. Like it was his idea to have Shane Steichen call plays. Like he, this moment is not too big for him. Right. Like, Cliff Kingsbury, we saw, like, had never been a successful head coach. Like, he wasn't ready to, to, to tackle the NFL rigors of the locker room. He felt very much like a puppet at times. And, it, like, Jonathan Gannon has been has been bred for this, has been molded for this, dating back to his time in Minnesota and Indianapolis. Like, he has a presence about him. Players follow him. And, like, clearly, like, players are, are busting their ass right now yeah. for their head coach. Well, we we asked a uh, former NFL safety who's, who's good friends with Jonathan Gannon, uh, Andrew Sandejo, what, you know, when yeah. there was the, the rumors of JG being in for uh, the Cardinals coaching job, when there were names being bandied about like Brian Flores and Mike Kafka and Lou Amaruno. Um, and he'd said, what, what characteristic does JG display that would make him a really good head coach? And he said his ability to connect with players, with the modern day player. And you're seeing in Denver, no matter with the Hall of Fame resume that Sean Pate has, he's, he's, there's, there's a disconnect there. Uh, with his ability to connect with the modern day players. There's a disconnect with Vance Joseph and his ability to connect with his defensive players. And there has been for a while. Um, and, and that's why things are, are not going well with there, right? And, and that's why things are going well here is JG, Nick Rollins, Drew Petzing are connecting with their players and their messaging is, is resonating with those players and it's building a belief that, that they can compete even though everybody else says they can't compete. So it's that, that is very unique. 
Um, so I, I mean, it the, the Cardinals are in a really great spot with 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 Gannon there, um, and you know it's 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 encouraging for Cardinals fans because it, it, that spot it hasn't necessarily been the case. Uh, not since Bruce Arians, that's for sure. Deuce yeah. in the comments, super chat, five dollars. Thank you so much, Deuce. I wonder if the soon video that K one put out could be seen as a me first instead of team first. Coach didn't seem happy about that. Get your number nine jersey. I don't know about that. I think, I mean, this coaching staff, we're going to take them at face value, has loved the engagement and the incorporation and, and attentiveness of Kyler Murray this offseason. Like, I I think Kyler Murray is trying to get people fired up because he wants to come back and he wants to show everybody I'm working my ass off to play football as soon as possible. And I don't think, I mean, like, that's not an – Joshua Dobbs knows this is Kyler Murray's team this year when he comes back. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm sure Joshua Dobbs – He's, he said this to you and everybody else at the media, Bo Brock, like he, he's leaning on Kyler Murray. They talk all the time. There's a cohesiveness. Like we, we knew last year there was a disconnect with Cliff and Kyler where they didn't speak. They used Cam Turner as a buffer. Like that's not happening this year. Mm-hmm. Like Kyler Murray, I think, has team buy-in right now, and they want him back to try to win games, and I don't think they have an issue with what he's posting on social media. JG's not ignorant to the fact that, that players these days are on social media. And I think if he tried to deny that, uh, it, it would go poorly for him. And I think as long as Joshua Dobbs or Kyler Murray or whoever's out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or Facebook, that they understand that they can convey their message, build their brand, and, and play the game that everybody plays these days. Hell, the Kelsey brothers have a podcast. Uh, and, and also not give up obviously information that is so valuable that you want to keep uh, a smoke screen in front of each and every week as, as an NFL team. And as long as they can, you know, walk that line and so far everybody has, and I think Kyler Murray putting soon on his TikTok, uh, you know, I, I think Jonathan Gannon can use it to his advantage to, to a degree, right? I mean, he was trying to play up a quarterback position that, you know, you and I, we weren't, we we saw right through that, right? And he 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 tried to use that as a competitive advantage. So uh, I mean, I, I just don't think he's he's upset by a TikTok, and and I don't see that as is a me thing from Kyler Murray. I, I mean, everything. I mean, did you see Kyler Murray on the sidelines on Sunday, just gassing up and rooting for his guys and having just as much fun uh, celebrating with his teammates as if he was a part of that win, in, you know, on the field. I mean, it was it was as elated as Kyler Murray's been since you know throwing a game-winning touchdown last year yeah. against the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, he's licking his chops and he's got belief and vice versa that this coaching staff, this is a big boy staff now. Uh, these guys have been around the NFL, and I think Kyler Murray is poised for a really nice year because of the fact that everybody seems to be on the same page. There's not a disconnect, and I think Baldy spoke about that earlier. Uh, in terms of being able to be 100% committed. And I, I think he has been. Um, we're going to find out what that's going to look like on Sundays sooner rather than later. Speaking of Sundays, you can participate Splash Sports every football Sunday. It's PHNX Weekly Pick X and Survivor Contest for Real Money. I got 12 picks right last weekend. How did you do? I didn't get my my Survivor pick right. I'm not going to talk about that. Definitely didn't put it on the Dallas Did you pick? Pack. I definitely sports.com slash phnx. There's a link in the description. Sign up, deposit some cash, and get started. It's just five bucks to enter, guys. It's the best pick 'em. 
contest there is. We're going to be running weekly contests throughout the year. Keep that link handy. It was actually, I actually did uh, Houston Texans against the Jags. I had the Jags coming off a loss and it just blew up in my face. Um, but again, you're tired of being a commissioner in your old league, chasing people down. That's not going to happen this year. You can sign up right through our link. You can become a commish and earn money for the contest. You're already running with friends and families. Head to splashsports.com slash PHNX to join in. We'll have different contests coming out. We're so stoked about it. Check them out in the description. I uh, love the NFL season because I love pick'em season, Bo Brock. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. And Splash does it better than anybody else. Splashsports.com slash PHNX. Also, go to gophnx.com. Our beat reporter, Howard Balzer, just notified us. He's got a brand new article up on the website, gophnx.com, breaking down the Cardinals draft class that has been so impressive through three weeks of the season. Talking to Michael Wilson, talking to Keetrell Clark, Paris Johnson Jr., sixth overall pick, has been uh, so refreshing to see them hit on a pick that high. And at that position, Monty Awesomefort, he had the Midas touch, it felt like, in the 2023 draft room. Read more into it, what the snap counts are telling about it. Howard Balzer, great article already up. GoPHNX.com. You can get full access to GoPHNX.com also by becoming a diehard today. And becoming a diehard, you also get a free T-shirt. Why not use it on the Greg Dorch new release T-shirt right there. We're talking about wearing the lab, working on a new shirt, but we've already got some bangers up there as well, including this Greg Dorch shirt. Go to go P- or go to PHNXlocker.com and pick out all the great cards gear that we have at the PHNXlocker.com. Become a diehard. Get more involved in this growing Cardinals community that we're honored to be a part of. Uh, get access to the Discord. We're talking each and every game day, during the game, breaking it down, going through that uh, glass case of emotion each and every game day together, just like we do on a, on a show day uh, in the chat. We're doing it in the Discord. Only way to access that, become a diehard. Pouring out for Tank Tuesdays. It makes me sad, Bo Brock, because I had to put away my little sailor boy tank top. But I'm going to tell you right now, (laughs) I have a perfect pairing. If we have to bring that back, our friends at FOCO have, I don't know if you can see this in Arizona Cardinals captain's hat. I can be sailor boy for real with our friends at FOCO. That's the cool shit you're going to find at FOCO. Even more. They're a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise. I've got this JJ Watt bobblehead. I've got a fire retro jacket. You guys have seen it. I'm going to sport it as the temperature hopefully drops at some point here in the Valley. Come be a sailor boy with me with our friends at FOCO. <laughs> Always have our back with Arizona sports. Visit FOCO.com. Use that bonus code PHNX for all non-presale volumes. Like this hat, it's 35 bucks. We're going to get you 10% off. Again, check it out. Robust bobbleheads, giveaways, whatever you want. Check them out. FOCO.com. I would love to wear my sailor boy hat if I get it in time to this weekend's BetMGM. Watch along party, Bo Yeah, Join us. Sportsbook. It's going to be elite because we've got two tickets to the Cardinals week five home game against the Cincinnati Bengals. You saw the Bengals and Joe Burrow pull one out last night against the Rams. They seem to be heating up. Why not go see that uh, Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins passing attack, Lou Armadillo, don't call me Lou, <laughs> Emma Runo, the uh, defensive coordinator who who turned it on in the second half against Matthew Stafford and crew. But we got two tickets, and they're not they're, they're solid tickets that we're going to be giving away, and the only way you can win them is joining us live at the Bet MGM Sportsbook in Glendale, outside of the stadium on the Great Lawn, hanging out uh, during the Cardinals game, watching it, 
hamming it up with you guys. I've got some T-shirts as well I'm going to be giving away. Uh, so join us at the BetMGM Sportsbook on Sunday for the Cardinals-Niners game, and hopefully we get to watch together another Cards upset win. You keep saying you're giving T-shirts away. Like, can no. I have one of the T-shirts? No. Am I available to, to no. take one? Okay. You well, that's don't rude. qualify. It's also rude not to subscribe, PHNX Cardinals, <laughs> wherever you get your podcasts. Again, check it out if you haven't seen the Greg Dortch podcast, despite my co-host's presence on that show. Greg, you? dish out all the goodies today at 12.35 p.m. with our guy Saul Bookman and company talking about the big dub. PHNX Cardinals, PHNX Sports, your go-to for premier Arizona Cardinal coverage, content, and more. Like and subscribe. We are closing in on 20,000 subscribers here on the YouTube page. Hit that notification button so you know every single time your boys go live. For Bull Brock, I am Johnny Venerable. We are back tomorrow on a Wednesday. Peace. Oh, my God.